0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your game master's permission before listening.
1: What's wrong with them now? There are several creatures approaching from the southeast. Sand people are worse. Come on, let's go have a look. Come on! Well, there's two podcasters down there, but I don't hear any... Wait a second. It's the Dark Times podcast, all right. I can see one of them now.
0: Welcome back to the Dark Times, a Saga Edition podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite Womp Rap.
1: And I'm Steven, your favorite Bantha.
0: Ooh. Yeah, there it
1: is. (laughs) Very on theme today.
0: Yeah. But before we got to talk about the theme, Steven, let's talk about some episode feedback.
1: Oh, yeah. We got a few nice emails. One from a first-time write-inner. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hey, there you go. Uh, I had to abridge your email, my dear friend. I will get back to you on the latter half of that email because I have some thoughts about it, but I'll just read the first bit here. I just wanted to thank you for what you do and that your podcast is awesome. I've been interested in running Swissy for my friend group, and your podcast is what gave me the confidence to commit to running a short adventure and introducing my group to Swissy as a system. Your tips, tricks, and deep dives into topics have been invaluable to me, not only in helping me understand the system better, but also in motivating me to continue to run the system, Nick. P.S. Stephen, I totally agree that what happened to HK-47 and Revan and Swodor was criminal. You're a man of culture. Thank you, Nick. That was very sweet of you to hear. And we've abridged your email heavily. And I think the other things you had to say are immensely valuable and very fun, uh, but probably better formatted for someplace like Reddit. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for writing in. We To hear that this show was what pushed you over the edge into playing this game you've admired so for so long, that's... That's just wonderful.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. We got another email here from Zloy Krolik. Zloy says, "Stephen and Sam, thanks again for the shout out on the podcast. I liked hearing about the epic villain from one of your campaigns. My group has only tried being quote unquote evil characters one time. The group pretty much killed each other off after about three sessions. I guess having them being subordinates to different Sith Lords wasn't such a good idea. It's like a good idea on paper though. I mean, the rule two exists for a reason. Steven. Oh yeah. You know, there we go. It sounds like your group had a great time finally defeating Hinch Beltane. Yes, that is an annoying name. I'll have to tell you about Yarbulk, the Chadra fan slicer demo expert sometime, and the grief he caused my group. They hated that guy and were always out to quote-unquote get him, but it rarely worked to their advantage when they encountered him. The funny thing was that the group never actually faced him in a combat encounter until the final time.
1: Bloy. You know, Zloy, I think that speaks to your skills as a as like a storyteller to where you're actually able to hold off this enemy of the party from appearing in a combat encounter until the time they, I mean, maybe wrung his neck. I I don't know. It's not (laughs) not clear, but like
0: he's I like this character was both the carrot and the stick. Seriously,
1: (laughs) very well executed. I would love to see a Yarbolk stat block sent in. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be Fantastic. All right, Stephen,
0: let's back back into the theme of it. I'm dangling a a juicy piece of meat Mm. in front of a a dark cave, Mm. and I'm trying to see what I can what
1: I can coax out of it. If you haven't guessed the theme already, dear listener, I think it may be beasts. The beasts. This is a part of the game that is not terribly well trodden, mostly because, well, a lot of us, myself included, are happy to just pick the wampa off the shelf at the store and good with that but he's coming home with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> wampa for a good home <laughs> beasts don't make a big appearance in my campaigns mostly because i kind of forget to include them but they're a core part of star wars storytelling i mean what would empire strikes back be without the wampa and the tauntaun and what
0: would return of the jedi be without the sarlacc exactly or the rancor or the rancor fuck yeah the rancor is a pretty big part of that <laughs> film, <huh?
1: laughs> does a new hope have any there's Banthas in A New Banthas. Hope. They aren't like plot critical, but they're there. Whomper,
0: technically, Womp Rats are plot critical. Womp Rats are hope.
1: plot critical in A New Hope. That is true. So, <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about Beasts. Um, Funny thing is, I didn't know this for the longest time, probably until after I'd almost damn near finished my first campaign. Beast is a class. It's like, much like non heroic. It's kind yeah. of like a, a players not allowed class, like yellow tape on the door. Like, don't even fucking think of <laughs> doing this. But. But they're here for Game Masters. So, what is a beast? Well, beasts have an intelligence of 1 or 2. They roll their other 5 ability scores as normal. Beasts that show above average cunning usually have a good wisdom score. Beasts increase only 1 ability score by 1 point every 4th level instead of 2 scores by 1 point each. However, they gain feats normally as they advance in level. That would be every 3rd level. Well, it's, it's odd levels, I
0: believe. Not every third don't level. Don't fuck with me, Sam. No, is it one, three, five? No, it's you're right. It you're thinking of
1: class feats.
0: Class feats. Yeah, character feats, character feats are every third level. That's yes. correct.
1: A beast that gains an intelligence of three or higher as a result of an ability increase is eligible to multi-class. Beasts do not gain talents or starting feats, do not add their beast level to their defenses, and do not gain force points or destiny points. Isn't that interesting that you can multi-class as a beast if you're ints three or more? Which I, I don't, I've do not i never seen a stat block that has that. I couldn't find one either. Yeah, tell me if I'm wrong out there, but I've never seen an official stat block that had a beast with int of three and a heroic class. But they don't even get talents or starting feats. So when it says beasts do not gain talents or starting feats,
0: it means from those classes they multi-class into? I assume so. Oh, interesting.
1: I mean, it says eligible multi-class and then beasts do not gain talents or starting feats.
0: So, I guess you'd only multi-class a beast to get bonus feats?
1: Class bonuses to your defenses? And class bonuses to your defenses. Yeah, and bonus (sighs) feats. Yeah, bonus feats and class bonuses. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Steven, what are some of your favorite beasts? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I I combed through... Oh, and meant to mention... Beasts also only become trained in a number of skills equal to one plus their ant modifier, (laughs) which is... Gonna be one It's like, negative, much.
0: It's like negative four at two, I believe. Yeah, it's it's <laughs>
1: minimum one, so it's they get one. And there you go. I mean, you know, it's it's got to be acrobatics, climb, endurance, initiative, jump, perception, stealth, survival, or swim.
0: Really? Yeah. It's okay. only those
1: ones. It can't be can't be any others. I guess. Well, maybe if they multi-class, they, they get access to class skills, and then they can they can get skill training as a bonus feat, and then train in one of those. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I, stra- I don't know. Again. No idea what could possibly be represented by something like that, but hey, Steven,
0: we, we've entered the Zena Sloth Menagerie. Oh, and you're pulling back the curtain on your on these. It's like a it's like a Vegas stage show. Yeah, got,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> quite intimate.
0: You've got these wild animals you should not be bringing into a crowded place. Uh, show us what you got.
1: Okay, well, yeah, I, I, the, here's the Stevie P Menagerie. First up, the Gundark. Y'all already knew it was coming. It's a classic. Han first describes Chewbacca's strength as that of being able to rip the arms off of a Gundark.
0: Wow, that's insane to think about. Yeah, yeah. Does he mean the tiny arms, I guess?
1: I Yeah, I always wonder, because there's big <laughs> arms and there's tiny arms. I assume Han meant all the arms, or the more impressive s- set of the, of the two. But maybe
0: he was lying to make it, maybe he's trying to make it sound better than it is, but it is
1: actually only the tiny arms. That's true, Luke definitely had no idea what the fuck Gundark was, so, <laughs> I mean, Probably. Gundarks are widespread, storied, and fearsome, semi-sentient, more on this later, and as a result are protected from exploitation by even the Empire. You know some shit's going down when even the Empire's, like, putting down environmental sanctions on your, <laughs> on your species. They form matriarchal societies, they hunt, gather, and build homes and teach their young. Do they build homes as in they build, like, nests? It said homes. <laughs> it didn't say nests. It says they build homes. I feel. I feel like they're just sentient, right? I, yeah, I feel like the word "semi" is carrying a whole lot in that sentence. I think that's like Jedi propaganda, because I mean, every like you—you you told me that every Jedi has a story about.
0: There's a lot of Jedi's who are like, "Oh man, remember we got trapped by those Gundarks? We, <laughs> we had to slaughter thirty Gundarks to escape that planet. The Gundarks had my wife and kids hostage, and we had to kill them all." It feels like, a, a, like an agenda against the Gundarks.
1: <laughs> kind of does. I think that's where the semi came from, so the Jedi can feel better about their precious <laughs> morality. No attachments, especially not to the species of the galaxy. <laughs> Gundarks are ambush predators. They grapple and use their fearsome constrict ability to deal great damage. They're occasionally found in clandestine gladiatorial arenas and known to attract fan followings after surviving multiple bouts. Capable of using clubs or simple weapons, though they generally prefer to use their bare hands. They have four of them. They're using tools,
0: Steven. Yeah, they're tools. <laughs> like it's like
1: these are sentient creatures, right? Like totally.
0: Like what makes these any different than any like uh, species that has the primitive of uh, like
1: I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, there's we we, we discussed the Mentalian safrit before, which is a both a beast and a potential species that you could play as. Um, hmm. so they kind of occupy that gray area of 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 sentience. Uh, all beasts have a special ability. More on this later. Gundarks is constrict. Reading from the book, a Gundark that succeeds in grappling an opponent can use the crush and pin feats as normal. When crushing, however, a Gundark deals 2d6 plus 13 points of damage. The Gundark is a CL9 creature first published in Threats of the Galaxy. That's a lot of damage. It is. This thing is a damage powerhouse. Uh, should you bring your party up against one of these named Gundarks with a fan following? Absolutely, that you should. Yeah. Make him feel conflicted about the yeah, semi-sentience yeah. of this. Yeah, the the, the think about how the fans will feel once it's killed. Like like our fans, how they'll feel when I'm killed. <laughs> they, there's a very mixed kind uh, <laughs> of a mixed opinion on whether
0: you'll be celebrated in death or oh yeah, mourned. I mean that's
1: that's been my whole life since.
0: <laughs> Let's right. talk about, Stephen, you found this one. Yeah. I don't recall seeing it in any Star Wars canon media.
1: Yeah, no, I have never seen this before, and the art was so funny to me. I just, <laughs> I had to, I just, I love it so you much. You
0: paint us a word picture of the Sith Warbird?
1: Yeah, yeah, so this is the Sith Warbird CL-7 Jedi Academy Training Manual. I can only describe it as, like, a big, scary science fantasy, like, Big Bird. Like Sesame Street, big bird? It gives me very much like if like giant parakeet vibes. Yeah, it's a giant yellow parakeet with a tail and arms. I love them. Um, yes. <laughs> so, Sammy, I once asked you why you play bird characters at the table so much, and you simply told me birds are funny. <laughs> are. And you know, the 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 simplicity <laughs> of that statement was so impactful for me that I was I laid awake at night that night thinking about that statement. And you're right, birds are funny, and that's why I picked the Sith Warbird for, for this segment. They're domesticated creatures pushed into military service by the ancient Sith. They're often seen carrying powerful weapons like the blaster cannon to the front lines. This entry in the book said that, like, they carry them and then help set them up at the front lines. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of, like, a blaster cannon, like, a functional blaster cannon mounted on one of these things. Yeah, yeah. That's way cooler to me. Than... I also like the idea of one, like,
0: unpacking a crate,
1: <laughs> and lifting the blaster cannon out of the box. <laughs> they have dinosaur-like arms in lieu of wings. They have massive in stature and can ram and trample prey. They gore enemies with their huge blunt beak. And they have thick skin capable of having hooks or spikes securely embedded in it without harming the beast. Sith warbirds still exist in other eras, with survivors breeding on planets that once hosted long-forgotten battles and terrorizing local fauna that poses no threat to them.
0: Can you just imagine, like a a herd of these things? Just, just rah! Rah! <laughs> they do move in herds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are funny as hell. Um, I drop these on my players in a heartbeat because what the fuck, giant bird? You can and you can mount them. Yeah, they're mounts. They're mounts. <laughs> You know, I I told this to Sam because I misunderstood, what I was reading at first and it was a lie. But I like it better now that I've read the whole thing. I told Sam that there's like niche communities in the galaxy still breeding these to carry, you know, they, they like breed rare horses to preserve <laughs> yeah. them. I think it'd be funny if they were doing that with these big dumb birds. <laughs> I just I think that's hilarious. They're special. Like,
0: like the dude in the Mandalorian who's who's breeding the blurgs. The, du-
1: the blurgs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have some weirdo that's keeping this line of birds alive, like maybe semi-domesticated, kind of out there in the. They're named after Sith lords. Yeah, yeah,
0: Xarkoon. That, that there's Plagueis.
1: Holy shit! Here,
0: Plagueis. Here, what? Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, ten out of ten would give a giant cracker.
0: A giant saltine.
1: Yeah, their uh, their special ability is trample. As a move action, a Sith warbird can move up to its speed and through enemy spaces. The movement provokes attacks of opportunity as normal, and the Sith Warbird must end its movement in an occupied space. When it enters an enemy's space, the Sith Warbird makes a trample attack. On a hit, the target is knocked prone. Something I should mention as well that I forgot to mention at the top. As a full round action, beasts can just attack with all of their natural weapons. Yes. They j- that just can happen. No penalties either. If that just happened. And it's not like one of each either. It's no. literally like
0: if you have multiple claws, you have one each hand.
1: Yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's both claws, teeth, and then some have like a stomp or like a, a tail whip or something. Or poison stinger. We're talking three to four attacks like in, as a full round action with no penalty. Yeah, with no penalty is the key part. No yeah. multi-attack penalty. It's Which is insane. amazing. And your players are freaking out. I pulled this once. I, it it might have been you. It could have been someone else. But they're like, hey, how can he do that? And I'm like, beasts, baby. He <laughs> could just do that. They could just fuck you
0: up. Does the Mantellian Savrip have natural weapons?
1: Yeah, let's check.
0: And would you rule that a player playing that species could make a full attack with well,
1: their natural weapon? See, that's a great question, because the answer is I would never let a player play a Mantellian Savrip. <laughs> um, they're like, they're like clearly meant for, for GM use. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, come on. Like let me tell you why, they have a plus four bonus to their strength and constitution, minus four to int, wiz, and charisma, and a minus two to their dex. They're large, they they have a rage. They're they're just nuts. Large
0: and a rage. Yeah, that's not that's not cool. Yeah, you can't do that's that? what
1: I'm saying. It's it's not. But yeah, let's check the natural weapons on the savrip as a beast. Yeah, they have a bite and two claws. Okay, so they could make potentially <laughs> a full attack natural yeah. weapons. They uh they have poison too wow okay over here now last beast we're gonna highlight today is the storm beast these are hulking monstrosities that roam the surface of Malachor 5 savage reptilian bipeds that stand two meters tall augmented by the dark side of the force they are force sensitive and their art is really intense I think people should look this up on the wiki because I I like how they look they're just really weird and they look like um Ridley from From Metroid Metroid, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) They're possibly the only extant native species of Malachor V. For those who haven't taken a biology class in a minute, extant is the opposite of extinct. Possibly the only extant native species of Malachor V after the Dark War, warped by the dark experiments of the Sith Triumvirate. Stormbeasts tend to be solitary, except during mating seasons. Hey, me too, buddy. (laughs) Outside of that time frame... Banding more than one together usually results in the beasts fighting each other until only one remains alive.
0: Oh, they're like, um, like those seals, like elephant seals.
1: Yeah, they're just like elephant seals.
0: But big two-meter-tall birds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lizards.
0: Two-meter-tall lizards.
1: Their special ability is Sonic Blast. (laughs) they fucking pokemon like what's going on as a standard action a storm beast can emit a six square cone of destructive sonic energy originating at a point adjacent to it it makes an attack roll against the fortitude defense of every creature in the cone dealing full damage on a hit and half damage on a miss this is an area effect sorry did you want sonic shotgun is that what you
0: wanted how come like star wars animals can do shit like negate force or shoot sonic waves out of their (laughs) mouth and our animals are like, oh, it's got rabies. Like, that's the special <laughs> ability. Raccoons have thumbs. That's the... <laughs> Fuck.
1: That's amazing.
0: Any other cool honorable mention creatures? Stephen? Yeah,
1: I mean, come on. I gotta give it up for the Rancor, right? I, like... Yeah, the Rancor's great. Jabba's got
0: one. <laughs> I, I've heard good things. Jabba's got a raving reviews for the Rancor. Loves it like a son. Uh, uh, I, I think there's nothing wrong with a wampa.
1: Yeah, Wampa. Uh, it's always interesting to introduce a Yussalmari to your campaign. Yes, Those are yes. always fun. Very interesting interactions with Force Players users. Players of the of the Jedi Knight games would be familiar, right? Oh yeah, and then anyone who's read the Thrawn trilogy for should sure. should know. They're well. the ones that,
0: that have like a for, anti Force bubble. Right? Yeah,
1: they're a reptomammal that uh, like naturally developed an anti Force bubble to hide from their own Force sensitive predators, which is amazing. We didn't cover rancors specifically because everyone knows what rancor is. Yeah, and there's like four of them. Yeah. same with crate dragons. Love me a good crate dragon. Very fun to give your players lots of expensive loot via the pearls in their gullet. But again, like every hey, come on, there's four of them. Everyone knows what they do. There's the the Nadir spider, which I only found out about today. It's a five legged spider, which is not a spider, <laughs> but it's a five legged spider. <laughs> They eat Minox and sometimes people. Fuck cool. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like them.
0: The fifth leg is just for stabbing things out of the air. Probably. It looks like it. It's got
1: a leg. It's because it's got two on each side and then one coming out of its ass. <laughs> the ass leg. The, the ass infamous leg. ass leg. Looks like it might use it to like dangle from the top of a cave and like get you.
0: Steven, what if I want to add some, you know, we talk about encounters, adding like variation in uh, combatants. In an oh, encounter. yeah. Yeah. With normal enemies, it's like, oh, heavy stormtrooper. He's got a Gatling gun, something like that. Yeah. How would I handle variations in beasts in combat?
1: Oh! Let's say you're
0: fighting a pack of Mastiffs, I believe they're called. Mastiffs, yeah. Yeah. Mastiffs without the T, and then (laughs) fucking, thanks, George. Uh, Let's say you're fighting a pack of Mastiffs. How would you know if one is different than the other ones?
1: Well, you know, this is where you can get cool and, like, describe variations and maybe, like, some intense scarring or colors or it's speckles. a massive of one eye. And yeah. It's, yeah. And it's got a pipe sticking out of its mouth. You mentioned <laughs> combat variation too. beasts or we always talk about mix and matching different enemies just to make an encounter far more interesting. Throw beast in there too. Something scary, like maybe some sort of juvenile rancor with a shock collar teaming up with a few heavy weapons mercenaries and some vibro blade guys. Like, I think that's, that's great.
0: literally an episode of the Bad Batch.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Maybe the shock collar falls off halfway through the encounter and now we've got a rampaging rancor and mercenaries to worry Thank about. You. Like, yeah, Um, I pulled one where
0: you guys were fighting some white worms and they had their little like. Yeah, uh, rabid that was awesome.
1: They were challenging, too, because I think they they had an ability that knocked us prone really easily. Yeah, right. I th- it's been so long. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think so. I think they also had some cool, like way better t- attacks while flanking. And yeah. Stuff like yeah. That. Oh, that's
1: right. They had a flanking bonus and they can make us prone, which was yeah. combined was pretty scary. It was a really fun <laughs> encounter. But I was thinking more like templates. Oh, of course. I was trying to figure out what direction you're trying to tug me in here. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is they on about? Like, I like, what is Sam
0: talking about make, right now? Make them
1: purple? Like,
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with throwing different kinds of, you know, beasts in there. But I meant specifically, like, if I want to make a cool beast, th- there's like, there's Rancor and there's the cool Rancor <laughs> next to each other in
1: the yearbook. Yeah, yeah. There's there's beast templates, if you'd believe it. Just like how there's weapon and armor templates. So what's what's the first template we've got here today?
0: Uh, i there's a few, I've cherry picked two of them just for times nice. and brevity's sake. Nice. We've got the Sith abomination template.
1: Ooh.
0: Courtesy of the Jedi Academy training manual. We're looking at the Sith abomination template.
1: That seems a little harsh. i an abomination. I don't know.
0: Listen, buddy. That's, that's how the Sith identified them. I don't judge. No judgment from me. From the book here, it says, The Sith alchemists of the past were not just content to create powerful weapons and suits of armor, they also wanted living weapons. The ancient Sith who first discovered alchemical secrets learned to manipulate the genetic structure of living things, even sentient species. The Sith abomination is the result, the Masasi abomination, but one example. The Masasi abomination being on Yavin, I
1: believe. Yeah. Yeah, those are some guys you could run into on Yavin, depending on when and where you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What?
0: Yeah, you're not going to find them at dinner time. That's for sure. <laughs> well, they're busy. <laughs> they're Are all busy, right? They're all busy, yeah. <laughs> to create a Sith Abomination, make the following changes to an existing creature referred to as
1: the base creature. One eye of Newt, one leg of
0: Frog. <laughs> the challenge level, you increase a uh, base creature's challenge level by plus one. A Sith Abomination always has a dark side score equal to its wisdom score. You increase the base creature's constitution score by plus four. Wow and then decrease the base creature's intelligence and wisdom scores by minus two each. It gains a special ability Abominable Presence. Any creature that starts its turn within six squares of, the- of a Sith Abomination takes a minus two penalty on their attack rolls. This is a fear effect. Other Sith Abominations are immune to this effect.
1: One of my favorite, like, traits out of here is just the Abominable Presence.
0: It's pretty cool. It's pretty co- I mean, auras are bad. Battle- auras are just... Auras are awesome.
1: Auras are cool.
0: There's also the Force Sensitivity... All Sith Abominations gain this Force Sensitivity feat as a bonus feat. Isn't that nice? Very that nice. way the Sith can control them. Definitely. Tormenting them through the Force.
1: I've always loved... These are great for, um, like, a boss. I've thrown these on, like, Rancors. The Chrysalis Rancor is kind of the same thing as this, and I think that may have been what he used, but yeah. You can also throw them on Sentient Species. We we found a Homebrew Savage press stat block that had this, which yeah. was really cool. Just great to beef up an already aggressive, strong enemy. Absolutely. For
0: sure, for sure. This is like if a blacksmith was like, you know what? I could get into horticulture.
1: <laughs> you know, like <laughs> You're right. Through sort of Evil Rancher. Yeah. Evil Rancher coming to Nintendo Switch and <laughs> PC. Looks like uh you also pulled up the weekend beast template, which I don't even know about. Yeah, this is from
0: I believe this is from Threats of the Galaxy. I want to say Galaxy I at might, War. It might
1: be Galaxy at War. I think
0: that's what it is. Yeah. So a weekend beast gets its challenge level reduced by half rounded down and as for its attack bonus a weakened beast does not apply its strength bonus to melee attack rolls and as for its damage bonus a weakened beast halves its damage bonus
1: rounded down to all attacks now see that's so interesting that it halves the attack and damage not the hp it
0: only halves the damage doesn't oh. doesn't add melee oh no doesn't add strength uh, to melee that's what you said but it yeah. doesn't affect any defenses or hp Super interesting for a weakened beast.
1: Not, I, not what I would have chose for a weakened beast. I, I think maybe this might be another Rodney moment where where he wants us to just know that a weakened beast, of course, would have reduced HP. Like it's that. a malnourished beast. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't know. This is this is interesting. But, uh, I
0: like the idea of the malnourished beast template.
1: <laughs> throw that one on me. It's fuck.
0: Got a minus four to Constitution. That's it. <laughs> Honorary mention to the chrysalis beast and shaped beast templates. Both are available on the wiki.
1: Yeah, you want to make your beast glow green chrysalis template. That's what they do. They glow green and they're basically Sith abominations, but different. And they're green. (laughs) Excellent.
0: Well put, Steven.
1: Thanks. I'm really known for my eloquence.
0: (laughs) I don't know why, but I just keep comparing it to non-beast units. You know,
1: we've got. Well, I mean, you know, it's good analogs.
0: Variations in combat using templates. But there's another thing that. We use in combat, which also can apply to beasts.
1: squad units. Damn right. But in this case, they're packs in- <laughs> or swarms. Packs or swarms, depending on, uh, obviously, Minox or something that would swarm. Well, so, like Womp Rats yeah. are more of a pack. It's a swarm
0: know? of Minox, a pack of pickled peppers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From Threats of the Galaxy. Creatures that have the pack or swarm traits are actually a group of three or more individual creatures that move and fight as a single unit. They occupy the same space and are treated as a single creature for the purpose of combat, though they might be described as a cluster or several creatures. For example, a Womp Rat Pack has a single stat block and acts like a single creature, but might actually be three or four Womp Rats in a trench coat. <laughs> so, <in laughs> the That's how you were going. In the context of the encounter's description. Typically, a pack or swarm has a CL two points higher than the base creature's CL. Nice. And to make a pack or swarm, these are other changes you have to add to the stat block. You increase the creature's size by one category, applying all relevant modifiers. You double the creature's hit points, increase the creature's damage threshold by 10. And then all melee attacks are considered melee area attacks, affecting all squares within reach. An adjacent allied pack or swarm is not affected by a pack or swarm's melee area attacks. All ranged attacks are considered to have a one square splash and area attacks deal an extra two dice of damage against a pack or swarm. Just like squads. Beating one rat to death is not as cool as shooting a bunch of rats to death.
1: It's true. Everyone knows it.
0: <laughs> Before we just send you guys off to the break, I just want to tell you, instead of bringing a stat block this week, Steven and I are going to make our own beast Ooh, with yeah. the beast making rules. Wow. And now, now, you know, just to just to keep you listening through the
1: break. <laughs> Shout out to Ostiax, our latest $10 patron. Dearest Ostiax, you've brought us over the $100 a month. Woo! That's insane. Are you kidding me? Even a year ago, I didn't think we'd have this many patrons, let alone $100 of support a month from people who love the show. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. That money goes right back into the show, replacing equipment, Compensating Sam for their hard work and me too. Stephen works hard. It's I hard to so. keep to stay this pretty <laughs> for this audio format. Yeah, what he, if I just he, bought a ton of plastic surgery with Patreon money?
0: He does a lot of for surprisingly well groomed for a man who does a podcast, is what I'll say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny! I wonder what picture that paints in the in the eyes of our listeners. Yeah, and hey, I actually did have something. A new addition uh, for the Patreon. Sam, you saw it earlier. I made this cool, like, classified info template for a player handout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to throw that up there. I, I have a Rebel one. I'm going to make it like a ISB, like Imperial Security heck Bureau yeah, one to, yeah. to have up there. Yeah, it'll be cool. I learned a lot in GIMP doing nice. that shit. It was hard, man. You do a, uh, a Separatist one as well. Oh, yeah. Might, might as well get the, the prequel. Grand Army of the Republic. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to do it. I just stole. It was like a CIA top secret file that I just, like, erased all the stuff off it of. It
0: took a lot to yeah. get out of Steve <laughs> had to walk out with a briefcase, like, handcuffed to him, but he got
1: it. No, I, I googled classified documents and got a really high-res scan of a front page of, a, of like, a real CIA classified That's super document. That's cool. Yeah. And I just... Cleaned it up a bit. I, I took out some of the more earthly references yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. still like, a, you saw it, it's like a routing phone number address. I'm probably gonna leave that on there because it looks cool. You can
0: change it from phone number to something like the ID, hollow yeah. ID, or something like that. And, and then I
1: made this handout for a, a player of the, that you know. And, and like I had the left side, I just threw a text box on top of the image, typed in left half was Arabesh, right half was English there script. You go. It was well, that's so, super so cool. cool. It looks amazing. I haven't
0: seen that handout yet, but. It,
1: you won't. It's it's for that player. Oh, man. It's top secret info. But yeah, I just thought I'd share that. Give that probably get that up tonight. It'd be easy to smack out, crack out, whack out. We'll keep an eye on that. Papons. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe schedule it for
0: when the episode goes out.
1: I will. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, overwhelming thanks to all of our supporters of the show. Everyone who listens, tunes in every day, sends us kind words. Gosh, it, it means everything. Your, your your words are the motivation in the fuel tank that powers the engine of this podcast.
0: Yeah, you are the hyperspace fuel Ooh. of this podcast. What's
1: that called in solo? The uh, coaxium. Coaxium. You guys are you guys are pure coaxium. You guys are the pure, uncut
0: coaxium of this podcast.
1: But seriously, we love seeing people reach out to the show to say hello or send something in. And
0: what's, what's crazy is seeing new listeners to the show.
1: Nick, that, Nick today, Nick. Even. All the time we hear about people like, oh yeah. On the twentieth episode, loved it so far, and I'm like, wow. Just started last weekend. I'm I'm now on
0: episode thirty five. Yeah, and- <laughs> I'm like, wow. You were listening to me talk a lot. Thank you.
1: I'm like, you've probably listened to me
0: talk this week more than I have this week. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> thank you, guys. It's it's hard to believe. Um, hard to believe how much you guys enjoy it out there, and we we love hearing about that. So thank you, seriously. For Absolutely. Of our
0: Please review us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts you know, you know, we shout those reviews out. We, we always shout them do. Out. We always do. And I love seeing them. They just, they help me feel good
1: about the work I do. Oh, this. yeah. And Big I'm old, sure old they pad on the back. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, got my own thing going on.
0: <laughs> He's like, yes, Sam, my my confidence isn't hinged on the back of this podcast like yours. Yeah, I've got like a whole
1: life going on. <laughs> just, just, I'm recently
0: unemployed. i things. I'm yeah.
1: other...
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough uh, laughs and giggles and fun time from us. Let's get you back in this show. Serious talk.
1: Yeah, real, real serious, yeah, real serious shit serious coming on. Shit so coming So, enough on. fooling around. I know what
0: you're thinking, listener. Oh, but the planet my players are on doesn't have any of those beasts. And I got three fucking talk points for you. One. Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere has a rancor. Perfect It's argument. been established. We've seen it. Banthas, rancors, gundarks, wildly distributed through. sarlax. There's gundarks out there. I've seen it. Kevin
0: Cosner, Star Wars World. <laughs> but yeah, I think gundarks and Minox are probably like the most prevalent
1: Very ubiquitous. creatures
0: we've seen in the galaxy. Seriously, Like every other planet's got a fucking gundark nest on it. No wonder they're <laughs> maybe they're under protections from Imperials because it would just be too much work to eradicate them because they're fucking everywhere. Probably. <laughs> Two. That my second point, listener. Sorry, I'll get. I'll tone yeah, the yeah, energy back yeah, a little let's bit. Let's reel
1: it back a little bit.
0: You don't know any better. It's okay. Yeah. Like we've said before, you're more than welcome <laughs> to reskin and use the templates mentioned, however you please. Maybe a massive is actually a giant mutated womp rat. Go wild. Well, if there's like a weird uh bantha Minotaur creature, and you use the raincore stat.
1: Public? Oh, that's fucked up. That's really cool. That's so weird. I like that. But yeah, no, I hate the. Ugh, I can't use the Storm Beast because when are they going to go to Malacor 5? Shut Shut up! Shut up! Does anyone have a
0: stat block for a, a white, sparkling, ultra rare Minoc?
1: <laughs> if you are desperate for like lower accuracy in your stat blocks, we say it all the time. You're fighting a losing fight and you don't understand what the stat blocks are there for. You know, Steven, it's
0: been 44 episodes since we've said this. Fuck Wikipedia.
1: Fuck Wikipedia. Those words rang out the beginning of this podcast and those words (laughs) will ring out the end of this podcast. Wikipedia is an amazing resource that you absolutely should draw storytelling inspiration from. It is not a separate rules supplement that has any bearing on what you do at your table. I would
0: hate to play the RPG that has a whole website, like, worth of content as the supplement.
1: Oh, well, you know, everyone's favorite RPG stories are about strict lore heads that make you conform (laughs) to lore that they won't communicate to you.
0: Um, actually, Dwarven Blacksmiths only go up to 200 degrees Kelvin. (laughs)
1: Come so on. he wouldn't
0: be able to put his hand in there and grab a coal uh, without se- severe damage. <laughs> Who's that guy?
1: Get him, get <laughs> yeah, get him. him out of How here. How did you yeah. get into
0: our studio? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'll get out.
1: <laughs> oh, God. You know we'll make it when we have, like, straw man personas that, like, help us present our points.
0: Make up an Make up an RPG player. <laughs> and three... Uh, let's, let's say you don't like points one and two and that's okay you can you don't have to yeah, like you don't have points. to listen to us you don't just, have to like the point we're always
1: right but you don't have to listen to us <laughs> <laughs> that's not true no we have the capacity to be wrong please let us know when we're wrong at darktimeswissy at gmail.com yes we love
0: i love making addendums this is not i'm not being uh, sarcastic i do enjoy making addendums because that means we are getting the proper information out
1: oh here. yeah and you know I, I like the podcast as a conversation between absolutely. us absolutely everyone else the platform absolutely. baby
0: I see it more as like a Royal Rumble situation between us and everyone else. Like someone enters the ring and we we beat them off the stage. (laughs) Three, my third point. We've got just the thing. Courtesy of the Unknown Region's source book, The Creature Generator.
1: Shit, Sam, could you tone down? I'm getting really scared over here. Ooh, there's a chill in the night. Okay, I'm shaking in my boots. We need to stop right now. There's like
0: a Minoc vampire out there.
1: Oh, there should be. There's Minoc man. You know about Minoc man? He's Batman. Yes. I'm familiar with
0: Minoc (laughs) man. So the Unknown Region source book has an entire feature generator. And we're going to go through these steps together. Me and Steven and you, listener, part of the ride. We, you know, this is our golden brick road. I've got my arm around your arm and Steven's got his arm around your other arm. And we're, you know, we're going to make our way to us. (laughs) (laughs) Step one, roll or select ability scores. Select an intelligence score of one or two. An advanced beast species with intelligence three or above can multi-class with its first level in the beast class. I like to use standard array just because it's easier. You know, you can roll. For this beast. Stats. Oh, I was about to
1: roll it right now. You,
0: I mean, go for it. Roll it, Steve. Let's see it. Any stat block I put up after this episode going to have standard array, but you're welcome to roll it. <laughs> We've got a 10.
1: There we go. 15. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 11. Uh-huh.
0: 11. Oh, okay. Slightly slightly below average, but that's yeah, not, fine. Not bad at all. Well, we're going to take the 10 and turn it into a 2 for our intelligence and then keep the rest.
1: Oh, no, I was already... That, that was only 5 stats. That was 5. Yeah. Oh, so we're
0: keeping a 10. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's very much below average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i wouldn't be a sam of my word if i didn't use it sam of your word that's so fun. step two i so we're gonna go through these steps and do them as we go through them but i've got my qualms with the order of things I, okay we've talked we've talked about that before how sometimes people, the
1: order of things is weird
0: yeah and how you and i for character creation have another order of doing things kind of different than what the book tells you to yeah but that's a different episode yeah <laughs> come, that episode's been done it's out there oh yeah Step two, increase one ability score by one point at every fourth level if the beast is above first level. That's one of those steps where I'm like, this should be I at the end.
1: <laughs> guess if you go into this deciding how many levels you want your beast to be, that makes sense.
0: Oh, Stephen, nowhere in this, by the way, are is, is step zero, decide what level beast you want to
1: make. <laughs> maybe maybe we're just supposed to know that. Okay, yeah. I um, kind of want a threatening Be yeah, I want something worthwhile. For here. sure, for sure. Like level... Like, 12. 12? 12? Wow, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's high. Yeah, I mean, it's a real challenge for, like, level 10. Yeah, that's level fair. 10 guys okay, that I boom. was thinking maybe, like,
0: 8 to 10, but we can do 12. Yeah, yeah. let's
1: do 12. CL te- CL
0: 12 Beast. CL 12 Beast, okay. Maybe some multi-class in there, we'll find out.
1: I kind of want to do that multi-class thing that they were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, I like, agree. I, don't, I haven't found a stat block with that, and it says we can do it. They like, get no feats, but they don't get talent. No that's talents. That's going to be
0: interesting. Step three, select the beast size and apply the appropriate modifiers.
1: I like... I like large. You want to do large? Yeah, well, I, we, you kind of had... You hinted at a vision you had for this yeah, thing. Yeah, so it could be medium. Medium is, um, is probably appropriate. We, ha-
0: we can talk about something. There's something later that beasts have that we can talk about that might be able to play into this. Step four, add hit points. 1d8 plus constitution modifier per level. Okay. Can to go ahead and roll that, I will yeah,
1: roll. I'll roll 10d8 here.
0: 10d8 plus... What did we say our con was? 12? Or is it 13?
1: I'll do uh, 1d8 plus
0: 2... Do you like to do average when you're rolling stats for a, a, a higher level?
1: Um, yeah, I do. I do, especially if I'm designing something more controlled, like a boss that I yeah. like, have a particular idea. Uh, so, yeah, what, what would be the average at level twelve? Uh average on a D eight is four, right? I hope. I hope that's about right. I hope four, I don't yeah. get ripped apart. We'll just call it four. It's probably like four and a half.
0: Seventy two uh, hit points is what we're looking at. I believe. Great. Well, there you
1: go. There you go. So that's yeah, that's uh, six times twelve. Yep, seventy two. Wow. Look at that. You can edit audio and do math. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very
0: skilled and talented. Step five, beasts do not have force points. However, if a beast has the force sensitivity feed, assign it a number of force points equal to one half its beast level. Minimum
1: one. That's nice. Okay. Okay, so you can get force points if it's force sensitive.
0: I'd say force, I mean, yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. It doesn't
0: say how to assign, I guess, if it gains that feat leveling up or yeah. if you give it to it at starting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can get it. They still get feats normally every third level, yeah. so you can get it. You one at, at its third level. There you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, step six, select the speed for the creature. See base statistics. If the creature has other movement methods, such as swim or fly, select those speeds as well. Um, so in the unknown region source book, there's a bunch of tables for like quick beast generation. Quick oh, sets.
1: of course unknown regions gave us this gift like you said yeah it's got attack
0: bonuses damage bonuses based on size uh different kinds of attacks stuff like that uh, I believe it also has defenses based on size as well which Ooh. is really nice
1: sure enough it does wow these are great tables they are they're really oh good my God they're really good if you want to pull beasts
0: out of your ass yeah That's if you I'll need I'll a say.
1: beast like instantly this is it oh I love it so
0: cool step seven determine the beast defenses and damage threshold the base defenses. Apply natural armor, if any, adding a natural armor bonus to reflex defense equal to or lower than the beast's level. Uh, some natural armor grants additional effects as a special quality and counts as one of this beast's special qualities. What are special qualities? That's a surprise tool we'll use later. Ooh. Step eight. Add feats at the rate for normal characters. One level one, level three, level six, level nine, twelfth, fifteenth, and eighteenth level. Uh, the beast class does not grant additional starting feats. Good to know. So remember,
1: their first feat they'd get is their is their third level feat.
0: Oh, first level also. Oh. <laughs> Step nine. Select a number of trained skills equal to one plus your intelligence modifier. Minimum one. Apply a size modifier to stealth as well as modifiers to other skills such as size or feat modifiers. Let's be
1: clear. uh, th- It's going to be one skill. Yeah. Uh, like. It's
0: going to be one skill. Unless
1: you're doing something weird with the intelligence.
0: Uh, well, then it uh, can't be a
1: it's probably not a beast in yeah. yeah, what you're imagining. Cause it would have to have an int greater than 10 yeah. to have an int modifier greater so it's, than one. It's
0: minimum. It's, so it's one skill. Yeah. Unless by some, you know, yeah, level weird, magic, yeah. you pull it up to 11. I don't yeah. think you're going gonna... to. Be... Skill training. Skill yeah. training. Skill training. You can get additional skills that yeah, way. Yeah, that yeah. would work. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause your intelligence modifier is at like two int is like it's minus, minus four. More, I think. Yeah. Some <laughs> shit like that. Step 10. Select one to three natural weapons and determine the beast's melee attack and damage with its natural
1: weapons. I want to know what natural weapons they have. Oh, here we go. Uh, Read them off. To the me options are bite, claw, classic, gore. Uh huh. Slam. Yeah. Sting. Totally. Tail slam and tail slap.
0: Those are courtesy of the Unknown Regions sourcebook, right? Those latter two are. The latter two, yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are in the core rulebook. Yes, indeed. Isn't that nice? So I nice. like the last two. Tail Slam
1: and Tail Slap? Those I are did. those are pretty cool. What's the difference between Slam and Tail Slam? I think Slam... They have s- the same damage progression. <laughs> are you kidding me? God damn it. Slam. That's a swissy moment if I ever saw it.
0: I <laughs> think Slam implies you're using your full body, whereas Tail Slam implies you're using...
1: It doesn't matter what it implies. A slam is a slam is a slam, especially if the damage is the same for the. Do the players care? Um. But is it a tail
0: slam? Would you rule that you could block a normal slam and a tail slam? Because personally, I think the block talent would be way more effective with the tail against a tail slam than it would with a normal
1: slam. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. The
0: GM beep beep, you hear it in the distance. Oh, oh. It's coming. The GM Fiat coming soon to a theater near you the plug
1: in hybrid now plug in hybrid wow, goes wow. further
0: <laughs> no no more coaxium for my gm fiat that's for <laughs> sure step 11 determine the beast's grapple modifier see base attacks base attack bonus plus strength or dex modifier whichever's better and size modifier step 12 select any special senses such as low light vision or dark vision it doesn't put a limit on these so yeah. I'm assuming it means you can just take whatever. Yeah, with whatever the knowledge that
1: you know, the more you pile on, the more powerful and strong your beast is going to be, which is fine. Just know that if you give it every type of vision, it's. I mean, that's come on.
0: But how fucking cool would it be if your players are like, "Oh, we blinded it now. No, now I can't see us in the dark," and then it's like it also has tremor sense. <laughs> like,
1: like yeah, be sick. <laughs> Especially if ooh, you know how much I love a good red herring goad them with some creatures that are very weak to being blinded maybe give them flashlights and they're like ah you know it blinds yeah, them yeah. easy give them the big mama oh that has tremor sense yeah. and is easily blinded but still has tremor sense and you know the queen's got tremor <sniffs> bat, sense boop, bang, and then done party wipe Bart boom bank done <laughs> party wipe <laughs> yeah that's the end goal here huh always right always 13. select a species type if desired Oh, okay. These are like airborne aquatic Arctic desert. Yes. Subterranean space dwelling. Space dwelling. Someone homebrewed an amphibian one too, which is funny.
0: Is That's aquatic. Whatever floats your boat. Well, no, the amphibian one means it can't stay underwater forever. So it can hold its breath or something. Aquatic creatures
1: don't necessarily need to be able to spend their whole time in water. Yeah, like you know, ducks are aquatic creatures.
0: I agree. And it does say under the aquatic thing that it just gets a, it can breathe underwater. It does not say it can't breathe on land. Is the point. Uh i wanted to make um well i think the the amphibian one is to give it that uh hard limit on spending time underwater
1: i see yeah breathe the number of hours equal to 1d4 it's con mod well there you go well there you go step 14
0: select from zero to three special qualities you can create them yourself or select from those discussed below you, just, you can make them yourself steven do you see why i said i feel like the order of steps on this is fucking insane is absolute batshit. I don't me. now. I don't blame anyone who worked no. on the Unknown Regions sourcebook, but why would the cool things that define
1: my beast be picked last? I, you know, that's a really good point. You think we would lead with the cool traits that are going to be most visible to the players? You know,
0: when you pick a species in Saga Edition, and it tells you those species of like special abilities they get. <laughs> You don't find those out of the like. Oh wow! You're you're telling me I get force sensitivity? Like, for, 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 like at the end of character creation? No, you know that shit beforehand. Amazing. That's my that's my two cents. That's my soapbox today. You, Steven had the NPC soapbox. I have the beast soapbox, and that's me. Incredible, Steven, I want this is this is here's my vision.
1: What's your We've vision? Want to hear it?
0: A beast, and I've looked at some of the special traits, and some of them are gray. There's um. There's Ink Cloud, which lets you make concealment and and also move enemies down the condition track, which is super nice. There's Screech. There's Screech, which basically works like the Pokemon move. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, for real? It does, yeah. It lowers something. Oh, yeah, it does. Sure (laughs) enough. Yeah, it lowers Fortitude Defense. Oh no, Perception.
0: But I want to make our own. Now, I was thinking, what if there was a beast that... There's the claudite species, and they have the shape-shifting...
1: Uh, ability. Very appropriate for a beast, I think. I think so just as well. Pick that right up. Rodney said we could just make him up. Rodney so. gave us express
0: permission to make shit up. <laughs> That's what happened at the end of the show. You didn't hear it. It wasn't in the episode, but Rodney did give us express permission to make <laughs> shit up. Wally was handing us the torch by the way, the solid gold Swissy torch I've got mounted in my room. Uh <laughs> And I wanted, since you you were talking about wanting to do a large creature, yeah. So what if we add a second special quality that says let's alter size? Ooh. So we've got we've got shape changing and alter size. Okay. So now it's now it could be either a small creature and a large creature and a medium creature. It could be any size. It could be any size. Well, I wouldn't go that far.
1: That's very powerful. It Could be colossal frigate size. <laughs>
0: Like like a fucking like a dog that want to get scared turns into a full size starship. Like-
1: uh, poor Fido, he got scared last night and turned onto a Nebula B frigate,
0: killed mom and dad in the farm. <laughs> oh man, no! I like the idea of it being able to go large and small though. Yeah, from a definitely. Medium-sized That's base. cool. Because
1: then it could escape in small form. It could, it fight could be more threatening in large, threatening form. large yeah. form.
0: Exactly, exactly. And a third
1: what does what the Arctic um, species type say? Arctic species type says may re-roll survival checks to endure extreme cold, keeping the better result. I like that. Let's throw that one on there. Too. All right. Just, cool. Just Arctic size shifting, shape shifting. There we go. And Pretty we good. got a uh, that's that's our
0: those are our beast traits. Some feats. Some natural weapons. What are you feeling for natural weapons? Well, if I know what you're thinking
1: of, I think. This beast has a nasty bite. Nasty bite, for sure. For sure, I agree. And could we really get away with not having claws? Claws? Totally. Claws and bite? There's
0: also, uh, it says one to three natural weapons. Oh, okay. A claw, a bite, and I want to throw a tail slam in there. You want a tail slam. (laughs)
1: You want a tail slam. Fine, tail slam. It could
0: be like a tentacle slam, maybe, or something Yeah, whatever. Something easy. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Passive aggressive. Sure. (laughs) I've asked Steven to pull up some of the shapeshifting-related feats for us, because those are nice, and most of our things for this beast are going to be feats at anyway, rather than talents.
1: Hideous visage. You twist your features into a startling mask. Prerequisite, the shapeshift species. Great. Effect. Once per encounter, as a swift action, you make a deception check against one opponent that can see you. If the check equals or exceeds the opponent's will defense... You can move the target one square away from you. Ooh, we love forced movement. And it takes minus one penalty on all attacks until the start of your next turn. The mind-affecting fear effect. That's very accurate for
0: what I'm going for.
1: I think so, too. And Steven found out there's a, the metamorphosis beat.
0: Is that what it is? Metamorph?
1: Yeah, meta Metamorph. You are a talented shapeshifter capable of changing your appearance and body mass. t rex con 13. Keep that in mind for your standard array. Shapeshift trait and trained in deception. I think we've
0: found, found our trained skill. Is that one that's available to beasts? No, but since we're level 12. But we're multi- and multi-classing, multi-classing.
1: Oh, yes. There we go. So we would probably be multi-classing into noble then. Maybe scoundrel. or Scoundrel, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Effect. As a full round action, you can change your mass when you shapeshift, increasing or decreasing your size by one step. You can maintain this form for a number of rounds per day equal to your con score. If you reduce your size to small, you gain a plus one size bonus to your reflex defense and a plus five bonus to stealth checks. Your carrying capacity is three quarters of what it was prior to your use of metamorph. Those are just the normal size traits. Yeah. And if you increase your size to large, well, guess what? You get the large size traits. Your reach increases by one square. You get a plus five bonus to your damage threshold. Shit like that.
0: So shit, we can even drop that yeah. special quality. Forget that special quality entirely. We'll
1: just get this feet. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're level 12, we'll get four feats. Yeah. Fantastic. That's two right there. There's two right there. Was there there another um, shape-shifting? There there was a third shape-shifting feat called Impersonate, which I think we'd like to. Effect. You can make a deception check to alter your features to that of a specific person. This feat also allows you to change your voice to match the targets. You always treat impersonating a person as a moderate deception. Wow. This requires the shape-shift species trait and skill-focused deception by God, I think we found our fourth feet. There we go, awesome! Fantastic. This worked out way better than I thought. Yeah, it this would. really slotted together. That's fantastic.
0: Well, Stephen, it's uh, I think for the case of radio, we've probably cobbled together enough interesting pieces. Like I don't need to know the grapple modifier no, right now. No, no, no. You
1: know I don't need to know that or something. Will be good when we publish the stat block for this. Arctic shapeshifter. Now so this creature, this, this this beast. This
0: this thing? This thing. That could be a good name for it, Steven. Well, now, where have I heard that before? We'll call it Zenith Sloth's the thing. <laughs> Listener, you've we've you've caught on to our ruse. You probably have already. Honestly. Oh yeah. We haven't been subtle. No. But Steven and I, like last time we made something on the air when we made the physics gun from Half-Life, we decided this time that we'll make a beast a thing even Keep the thing. science fiction
1: ball rolling
0: <laughs> and it, I think it's accurate for the month as well you
1: definitely know, it's beasts Halloween can be scary spooky. oh Beasts could be very scary you better watch out
0: especially beasts that can turn into your friends in an Arctic science camp we <laughs> well listener Stephen I thank you for bearing with us while we created the thing uh sloss the thing
1: it's so funny it's your and idea it I should hope,
0: be I hope that our uh conception of this creature has made these beast generation rules more palatable, maybe more easily digestible for you.
1: Maybe maybe you still hate them.
0: Maybe you still hate them. And that's okay, too. If you've got uh, ideas, suggestions, ways to improve these beast generation rules, then absolutely put them in the the comments on the Reddit post or send us an email, darktimes.wse at gmail.com. Before we go, though, Steve and I have one more announcement for you folks.
1: Yes. Well, it's time for a new build contest, and we want this one to be bestial in nature a bounty a beast bounty beasts have run amok in our galaxy far far away time for you to round them up
0: Grand Moff Tarkin is looking for a new creature to add to his like stuffed or you know I don't think Tarkin would stuff animals I think he would hunt them and like use, use them for training purposes on his personal planet or something he's done that right didn't Tarkin do a most dangerous game thing
1: I think he did that I know he, he kept Akbar as a slave for a while. Jesus you know that. Christ. Yeah, that's how they met.
0: What are, the, what are the requirements for this beast bounty, Stephen?
1: Let's say the beast must be level 12.
0: Level 12 again. Oh. We've, we've
1: had some requests to amp up the levels on our creatures for these submissions. Happy to oblige, though... Now you won't get to add a prestige <laughs> class. So. Add the
0: caveat of not being a prestige class. <laughs>
1: Although, I don't know. If you find a way to give a prestige class to a beast, go right ahead. If it's legal, then that sounds fucking funny. I bet you could. You might be able to swing it that. It says Maybe. they can
0: multi-class. It doesn't say they can't. Pre- no, they can't get talents.
1: So oh, they can't get. Ta- uh,
0: there's prestige classes that don't require talents, right? I think there might be one or two. there Gotta be
1: a few. You'll find them. Listening. You'll find. You guys will. You guys are smart. You'll you'll work it out. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine the most comp the convoluted bounty ever? I'll, I'll be surprised.
0: I won't be surprised actually if we get no submissions for this one. What do you mean? I want to make a beast.
1: <laughs> Level twelve beast is the only requirement. Be sure you follow the create a beast rules to the letter. We will know if you don't. Submissions will be due eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, October thirtieth. Just before Hallow's Eve. The witching hour. Ooh. Those beasts that stalk at night. They they, they oh. hunt, they fright, they scary. Ah! <laughs> what was that? A little Halloween song for you. Level 12 beasts in our inbox. Sunday, October 30th, 1159 p.m. P T On on daylight? No, we're not. PST. Are we? <laughs> I don't know. Pacific time. You know the times. <laughs> Pacific time. Steven, do you have any trivia for us this week? Yeah, uh, the veteran Red Leader, you know, the Red Leader before for sure. know, the, that position was assumed. Checking by our, Yeah, Red Leader. Cut the chatter, Red 2, who guided Luke Skywalker on the first Death Star assault, served with Anakin in the Clone Wars. Did you believe it? I had no idea. I think that was mentioned in a deleted scene, if I'm not wrong. Oh, oh, was it that one where he's like, your dad was a hell of a pilot? Yeah. Oh, and they cut it because they didn't really know what Luke's dad was yet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. I forgot about that scene. I think Biggs is also in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, oh, hey, Luke, it's the, I'll introduce you to the commander. And he's like, oh, Luke Skywalker, I fl- was your dad the Skywalker? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that's
1: what that scene looked like. Oh, man. It's not
0: bad because we get a lot of cool shots of, like, more hangers.
1: I'm a sucker for good hangar shots.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Dark Times Saga Edition podcast. I produce and edit the show. My name's Sam. Steven's my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SWSE or email us SWSE at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show. Steven, did you know next episode is our anniversary episode?
1: Yo, that's so cool.
0: One year old. The Dark Times podcast is going to be one year old.
1: Oh, time for cake. Cake. Hey, we can get a cake. We should get a, bill, we should get a little cake. tiny cake for us. Yeah.
0: The Dark Times podcast is turning one years old. We thank you all so much. For joining us on this journey Steven and I never thought We'd make it this far
1: No I thought we'd do Like ten of these And there wouldn't be Any interest So we'd, we'd like Do something else
0: <laughs> And now we're at the point Where we're getting A hundred dollars a month From Patreon Isn't that crazy Well no, that's Before posting fees And other yeah, yeah, fees yeah, yeah, And stuff yeah. like that Yeah Nowhere near Self-sufficient But enough to Make the hobby All worthwhile Here he is. More than worthwhile My god or I'm sure you're gonna hear All our platitudes Next week as well But again From the bottom of our hearts Here at the Dark Times Podcast Thank you the even get a cool for us this week.
1: Let the Wookie win.
0: <laughs> I have a new plan, R two. Let the Wookie win. So good. That's funny. Oh, that's that's apt because uh, our first episode was the Wookie Holo Tournament. Remember that? Yo, I forgot about that. that. We oh. did that opening bit.
1: I'd never been more on the spot than I was then.
0: <laughs> I really just kind of threw you into the deep
1: end of the, the improv the story pool. of the podcast, my friend. Wow. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: Well, there are two podcasters down there, but I don't hear any. Wait a second. It's a dark times podcast. All right. I can see what I'm now. <laughs> I'll I'll go over it later. And yeah, like we'll which one just sounds better. maybe splice
1: in words from <laughs> mine and yours we'll together. Yeah, yeah. You, you
0: want to do a take where we alternate which words we read? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> sounds awful. Well, there's two. Punk. Wait, fuck, we already <laughs> fucked up. Okay, hold on. Well, there are two podcasters down there, but I don't hear any, any, (laughs) wait, that was horrible. If you're listening to this at the end of the episode, I hope you know that we went into this with some weird energy.
1: (laughs) We really, really did. We had brunch today. (laughs) It was nice. It was very nice. I enjoyed it.